Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Welcome back. Number 28, Hebrew Congregation of Houston. Every Saturday, uh, we're going to have some extra people joining today. Uh, they're trying to log on. Um, our goal is to get 100 of these squares filled. So uh, send me your email, feel uh, free to share. Send me your email, you can come on. You don't have to say anything. Just take up a square in your presence because your presence is important. So just give an hour of your time every Saturday. It's 10 o'clock central time. We'll be more than glad to welcome you in. It's not like uh, we're, we're, we're doing this big conversion or anything. You just join us in knowing your identity and who you are, the Hebrew congregation of Houston. Uh, I had a song on my heart this morning and last night, and I'm going to play that to start off, and then Griff is going to go into uh, a prayer afterwards. I just want to play this song because hallelujah is the highest praise, right? So this song yes. is uh, called Revelation 19 and 1. In his name, it's power in his word. 
everybody. I need to put that in the collection. That's a good one right there. I appreciated that this morning. Thank you, Lord. He is on time. He's an awesome God. We thank you for these squares. All you got to do is send us your email. Griff, if you can go into prayer. Absolutely. Father God, we come to you with humble hearts just one more day, just thanking you for another day. For As Sister Easter said, everybody didn't make it to, to today, Father, but you had some more work for us, so you gave us new breath. You gave us new life, a new chance to praise your name and do your will. We woke up this morning. We just thank you for that. We take nothing for granted, not the breath that fills our lungs, not the blood that flows through our veins, not the electricity that lights our bodies, not the grass still being green, not the sky still being blue. Father, everything we know is in your power, in your name, and in your will. We thank you for your Sabbath. We thank you for your day of rest, giving us a chance to step back and hit yes. that, that pause button. Father, hit that reset button and just give some time to you. Devote some time to you and your works and the things of you, Father. We just thank you for the gift of thank fellowship. You, for every single soul that is on this line, for allowing us to be here. For we know we've all walked different journeys, Father. We've all walked these different paths, but yet yeah. here we are today, all together, just being able to praise and worship in your name. We thank you for that. We, th we don't take that opportunity lightly, Father. We thank you for having a sound mind, for being able to come here and understand this knowledge, being able to, 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 to spread this knowledge and to be able to uplift people, Father. We know it's only by your spirit for yeah. we are weak vessels, Father, but but you said that, 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 that you use the weak, Father, that you use the broken, that you use those that aren't afraid to say, to give it all to you. So we just thank you for that we ask for healing on this line father for not only for the participants not only for the host not only for the ministers on this line but for every single minister that's watching this show father for you said that we are the 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 priest father that we are the high priest that we are the ones that's supposed to carry your name into this land that we are the light of the world that yes, we are yes. not supposed to be put under a bushel father but on a on a, a city on a hill Father, that the whole house may see, that the whole world may see. So we ask that we don't dim our light for anybody. Give us the courage, give us the strength, give us the faith, give us all those things in which you've promised us that we can carry out your purpose, Father. Yes. 
In Yeshua's holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Today is an awesome day. Today is just an awesome day. Good things are, are, are ahead. Just give it to them. Uh, Brother Mike, uh, we're going to go into our words today, our Hebrew words. We thank God for him, and uh, he's going to go ahead and teach us. Shabbat shalom, everyone. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Go ahead and um, get started. We'll do like a little uh, review. So last week we learned Shema Yisrael, which means Hero Israel. We learned also that's a, a, a very important prayer that's located in um, Deuteronomy 6. And then we have my hair, almost like pulling your hair, which means quickly or fast or hurry up. So if you want to tell somebody to do something, hurry up, occur, you know, so my hair, my hair, you know. My hair, my hair. My hair, my hair. <laughs> and now for our new word, habore. And um, we know a lot of time in our prayers at the beginning of them um, on, on Shabbat, when we're doing the blessing of the wine and the bread, most of it starts with bore, which means to create or creator, and ha is the. So habore is the creator. Our next phrase is bore or, which means creator of light, or is light. And it's pretty much almost the same, bore or, like either or, but or is light. And our last phrase is bore adam. Bore ha adam, which is creator of man. Adam is man. Okay, so bore means creator. Create. Add the yeah, other create word. or creator, yes. We add the other word to it. So bore of light and bore of man. Okay. Bore ha adam. Adam is the man. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, uh, Brother Mike, I got a quick follow-up question here. So um, looking at how we got to uh, ha bore with ha being the word the. <clears throat> now, and sometimes that, it can take on different meanings, the word, depending on how they're used in, in, the, in the sentence. Absolutely. Uh, it, it brings me back to Abram to Abraham, right? Didn't, didn't God add the ha in? Taking from Abram to Abraham? Right. So, so, so did he add like the word? Abram and then Abram, yeah. So did he add the word the into his name or how does that work when he goes into the middle? I believe it was probably more of, uh, that's a good question. I'll have to find that out just to confirm because <laughs> I don't want to tell anyone wrong, but I will do some research on that. Okay, I, I appreciate it, brother. You know, I'm always full of full of questions over here. Oh, yeah, so. that, that, that's a good thing. Iron sharpens iron, though, because a lot of time when he changed their names, he added part of his name into into the into their name when he changed it. Absolutely. And then uh, I know I know said uh, Sarai or however you want to say it beforehand turned to to Seda, and so it sounds sounds very uh, it's just interesting to see that that ha means the. And that's yeah. what he put into their names. Because I've, I've heard some people, they'll say the Hamashiach, but they're making the redundant because then the, the Mashiach. And it's really just Hamashiach because that's saying the Messiah. 
instead of the Hamashiach. Makes sense. Well, thank you. Creative light, creator man, the creative. Thank you so much. Okay, so um, we are going to go ahead into, we're going to talk about Purim today. And so we talked about Purim last week, which is our holiday coming up February uh, 25th and 26th. And we talked about how you celebrate it is talk about the book of Esther. A lot of people get out of Ethel Easter. They, a lot of people call me Esther, which is fine because she was a queen. <laughs> I'm a queen. But um, the book of Esther is what you're reading on that day. And then what you'll do is uh, take somebody some food and drink. So you take them a basket of food and drink. And, uh, what more gracious thing to do is to take somebody some food and then some drink. And then you have food and drink too. You can eat it and drink it with them or you can do it with your family. So that's what it is, is recognizing. And if you read the book of Esther, I read the whole book last night. It only takes 56 minutes. I timed it and I read very slow. Um, it's only 10 chapters in the book of Esther. And see Esther, uh, Esther was an orphan. So you have a woman who was an orphan just sitting there minding her own business. You have this king who, who wife uh, didn't want to come see him. So he basically uh, abandoned her, had her abandoned. And the next thing you know, you're the queen. Just see how your life can change at any given moment. What's for you is for you. It doesn't have to be a queen. It could just be what God has for you to do. What he has for you is for you. Remember that. So uh, she was an orphan and her first cousin, um, Mordecai is the one who raised her. And so he was a Jew and that's Mordecai was the first one to be called in the, in the Bible a Jew. Usually it was uh, Israelites or Hebrews. He was the first person in the Bible to be called a Jew. And so he was, he was great because he looked after her. He made sure she was fine. Um, and then the king kind of did him a favor because he saved his life and you can read about it so the whole thing is reading about uh the book of esther now the king uh uh how you say his name adahiris am i saying it right no <laughs> <laughs> i always say these names wrong but his nationality he was persian he was persian and so he didn't know she was a jew and so when the uh now, Haman sent out the order, which was one of his second men in charge, to kill the Jews. And they were over 127 provinces, which is Ethiopia, India, which was what? Dark people. Indian, Ethiopian, Black people, Hebrew, Israelite, dark people. But anyway, um, when he sent out the charge to kill them, they didn't know she was a Jew. So actually, he was sending out a charge to kill her. And so... She went to the king, which is out of order for a woman even to go before a man unless he sent for her. See, back in the days, you couldn't even go see your husband, the king, unless he sent for you. So she went to him and she told him she was a Jew. He could have killed her on the spot. And that was her bravery. So you read over the book. And it, like I said, it only takes, what, an hour of your time? Start reading. Start educating yourself. And so... Um, that's about the book of Esther and, and Piri is how uh, we go ahead and we celebrate it. Okay. So let's do our uh, Easter keeping it real. You know, I got a lot to say today after what went on this week, right? Yeah. So let me put my glasses on. Uh-oh. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> Buckle up. Going down. 
All right, let me put my glasses on about this. Uh, Easter keeping it real. I'm Easter. Stop acting surprised. That's my topic today. Stop acting surprised. Let's let's go uh, Ecclesiastes 1 and 9. We're going to start with a scripture. What has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. There is nothing new under the under sun. <laughs> background sound is coming through. If you can, uh, mute yourself because we, we need to know. Okay, so okay, so okay. Am I okay. echoing? That's me. That's me. Uh, we need you to mute yourself. Here, it should be clear now. Lock me off. Okay, so let's talk about this. So Trump and his little mega group attempted to destroy the U.S. Capitol building three days ago. The Babylonian destroyed the first temple, okay? And the Romans destroyed the second temple. There's nothing new going on. You know, stop acting surprised. On March 7, 1965 in Selma, 600 people who were uh, peaceful protesters about our voting rights were what? Uh, brutally attacked by state troopers. They were brutally attacked by state troopers. Uh, Pharaoh told Moses he can leave and then what? He reneged and he went on his word, went against his word to what? Come and kill us. All right. June 2nd, 2020, the National Guard, the troops and the officer and the law forces was ready. They were ready to what? They're ready to attack the Black Lives Matter protesters. With tear gas, they were going to beat us, battering, and kill us. That, that, that was no question in my mind that was going to happen if we would have taken what they did the other day. Nothing has been done to white Americans for the past 400 years that we've been here. Nothing. They have, they have killed us. They have enslaved us. They have discriminated against us. And we are not a hate group. We are not here for revenge, but we're here to tell the truth. They have done all these things to us. Nothing has been done to them. And then when the chickens came home the roost the other day on the Capitol Hill, nothing was done then to their own. Okay? I'm not making this up. That was white privilege at its best that we saw. Okay? Stop acting surprised. Uh, my fellow Black Hebrew Israelites and Americans, they're not coming to save you or protect you. Easter keeping it real. If you think United States and their troops are coming to save you and protect you, you're wrong. Just because the calendar clicked to 2021 doesn't mean things about to change. It doesn't mean the plague has gone away because the calendar then came into 2021. It, it doesn't mean that racism has stopped. It, it's, it's alive and well. It doesn't mean the plan of genocide is still in, is, is still in play right now. Look up Agenda 21. I'm gonna talk to y'all about Agenda 21, the genocide of the Hebrew Israelites. It's a plan, it's always been a plan. 
okay? And many of you still have that Stockholm syndrome. We talked about the Stockholm syndrome. You still wanna, uh, wanna protect your master. Stop it. Stop it. And stop acting like you surprised and appalled because you're not. It's been going on for 400 years. Okay, Easter, what should we do? I'm glad you asked. We got some answers here. Prepare for your exodus from Egypt. This is Egypt. Prepare for your exodus. It's not going to change. Prepare for your exodus. How do you prepare for your exodus? By recognizing your identity, that you are a Hebrew Israelite, that you are God-chosen people, teaching your children. Study your Torah, the first five books of the Bible. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Get your two candles. We did it yesterday. It started yesterday, every Friday, having your communion. Get your two candles, say your prayers, have your wine, and sit down with your family and your children and teach them. That's keeping the Sabbath day holy, okay? Building up your family. You can start over again. Well, I'm not with them, and I, and I went to jail. Stop making excuses. Your children are waiting for you. Rebuild those relationships with your children and your grandchildren and teach them. Have them over on Friday. You don't have to be with that woman at, at right now. Start over again and start marrying these women instead of just laying up with them. Oh, Easter really keeping it real today because I, I'm, I'm tired of hearing this. Oh, well, what they gonna do? What you gonna do? It's not what they're going to do. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna follow the 10 commandments? Cause that's what's got us here anyway cause we wouldn't be obedient. Stop following these pagan holidays and, and celebrate the Jewish ones we're talking to you about. It's time now to wake up. It's time to know who you are. It's time to study. It's time to get you a business and start patronizing our black owned businesses. That's, what's, that's how we're gonna exit this. That's how we're gonna do this. That's how we're gonna make a change. Those evil people you saw on Capitol Hill are the ones that's in your workplace. They're the ones who teaching your children. Those are the common faces around you every day. That didn't just start. I've had a discernment. I've seen them all my life. I fought against them all my life. I'm from Pennsylvania. I fought against the whole police department. Whether I win or lost, I, I did it. What are you going to do? Stop acting surprised. That's my message today. And I'm going to end with a scripture. I'm going to end with a scripture. Deuteronomy 14 and 2. Deuteronomy 14 and 2 says, For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. You are a people holy to the Lord your God. Out of all the people on the face of the earth. That's deep. It says, out of all the people on the face of the earth, the Lord has chosen you to be his treasured possession. You are God's chosen people. You are his treasured possession. You are his stolen jewels that are here. He loves you. We love you. We, ha we have to get there, folks. The world is waiting on us. 
crying out. The land is crying out. Israel is waiting on us. It's crying out for us. And by the hand of God, we can do all things that Christ has sent in us. Well, how are we going to get back? Don't worry about it. Just do what you're supposed to do, and God will do the rest. That's his business. That's God's business to get us back there. Get in position. They were ready. They was in position. They even announced it. And you're going to act surprised. Stop it. Ooh, my pressure up. All right, any, anybody have anything, any comment they want to make on what I just said? Uh, Sister Lisa, I just wanted to follow up and say that idea of get in position, you know, that's just such a, a, a potent phrase right there. Because ain't that what the Israelites did the night before they, ex they exited uh, Egypt, right? Uh, that's the whole reason for the Passover is getting in position, being ready, keeping the sandals on, keeping the staff ready, get in position because I can call you at any time. Um, you know, it, it seems like such a daunting task. Like we got claim our identity back, make it back to where we belong. But what you said is just, you know, I just vibe with that. So just get in position, just do your piece, be ready to go and it'll all work out. Just get in position. I love that. And if you read, thank you. If you read the book of Esther, that, that it started with the, uh, the date pure. That's why it's called Purim because it was about a lot, a game. Okay, and then even when um, they were leaving, they said, don't take any money. So money wasn't even important. When they were going into battle, they said, leave the money there. They were saying, leave it there. So they can see it wasn't about loot. It wasn't about casting. It wasn't about money. It was about keeping your identity and letting them know we are the Jews and we're not going to die. We're going to multiply. Anybody else have a comment? You know, that kind of reminds me of uh, in the in the uh, in the Hadashah, in the New Testament when it's talking about the uh, the foolish virgins and the smart ones. You know, the the ten they didn't have all ready to go, and then the other ones they had all waiting for the groom to come. So it's kind of like we have to be ready. We have to keep stay woke and keep our own lamps filled with oil. That's right. Amen. That's right. That's right. Okay, well, we welcome back our great rabbi, Af Shalom. I hope I wasn't too hard. <laughs> Sometimes I have to come across like that, uh, that Easter keeping it real. And it, it's, it's a, this hour is just so important. This time that we're in it is so important. And I just have to be real with you on, on what's going on. And so, um, Rabbi Af Shalom, he's gonna go ahead and take over and tell us more about Purim. But I want you to uh, continue to uh, give God praise. If nothing else, just praise him. Just thank him every day. And I want you to continue to learn who you are. Go, uh, go ahead, Brother Griff. Uh, real quick before we start, uh, for Rabbi Stars, I just wanted to invite uh, Regina and Antoine into the conversation. Uh, just so y'all know, uh, you're welcome to ask questions, welcome to do all that. I'm going to have a thousand questions. <laughs> so uh, if you got any questions, what we usually do, if you go to participants, you can uh, click on yourself and raise your hand. Uh, that makes it super easy to see. So just wanted to give that quick intro and make sure to invite y'all into the conversation uh, before we start it. Thank you. Yes, at any time, Antoine, Regina, you can send me a message. And if you don't have your camera on, you can um, send me a message or you can just raise your hand. And if you have a question at any time, we welcome that. Sounds good. 
Amen. Well, Amen. Shabbat. Uh -huh. I'm ready. Uh, go ahead, Rabbi Afshalom. We thank you oh, so okay. much. We love you. And we're excited to hear the word. All right. Well, Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Akot and Ach Ochim. I am Rabbi Absalom, and uh, for you that are new and have though not know me, um, I was a pastor for several years. I forget how many years, 15 years. I know at least 15 years. I uh, went through the Bible college and seminary and all that kind of stuff. And uh, But uh, I believe that um, it was the Holy Spirit that led me back to the Torah. And so... Um, uh, for the past over 20 something years, I've been reunited to the Torah and, and, and in strict obedience to what Yeshua HaMashiach has said. He said uh, he came for the children of Israel. We're not lost, but we're scattered. So Yeshua said he came for the scattered children of Israel. And, uh, and as uh, Morah Esther uh, Easter just said that we are a peculiar people. We are a, a nation that was chosen by the Most High to be a light to the nations. But as we know today, we have not been that light. We have fallen far from where we were created to be or who we were created to be. And even more so, who's we were created to be in. And so we're here today in this land of our captors. And we have been brainwashed. And uh, my wife says we've been duped. Uh, we've all been duped. The whole world has been conditioned. And, and so what we're doing here, what we're attempting to do here is to break us out of that conditioning when we have been conditioned to think like we are Europeans, to look at ourselves as even less than the European people, the, the, whether they, you know, and I'm talking about the people from the North. And the Lord said he was gonna send from the North. If we disobeyed him, he was gonna send retribution from the North. And so we're seeing that all over the world that from the North, the Russians, the, the, the Greeks, the Romans, all of them came against Israel and have taken over the world. Yeshua said, you know, until the time of the Gentiles, we were going to be scattered. So we're here and we're waiting for Mashiach. And, and so while we're here, again, we are people that lost our peoplehood, our nationhood, and we lost who we were. But, but now we have been awakened because of the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the, the moving of, of our Father to awaken us, to quicken us, to, to we were we were dead we were like in graves and now we're being resurrected this is a resurrection of sorts and so we're learning and and this month right here this month of of january and through the month of february which february 25th we will we will uh, be looking at purim which is a prelude to pesach and be, and while we're preparing for that and learning about these things I want to say that this Purim, I would say Purim, of all the feast days, okay, of all the feast days, Purim is a Jewish holiday. 
But the rest of them, Pesach, Shavuot, uh, Sukkot, they're not Jewish holidays. Those were commanded by the Most High. Now, even Hanukkah is a Jewish holiday because it was not commanded by our father, but it was commanded by, at that time, the people that were called Jews. And last week in the book of Esther, uh, in the eighth chapter, 17th verse, we read that all the nations in the 123 uh, provinces from Ethiopia to India were became known as Jews. Those that accepted the Torah were became known as Jews. And so, and those are all people of color. They were not from Europe. They were from Asia and Africa. All of that down there, what he's talking about is Asia and Africa. Now they're calling parts of the Middle East. They even call Israel the Middle East, but actually we know that Israel is Northeast Africa. So we're talking about a people of color. If you go back, even if you go all the way back to the book of, of Bereshit, in, in Genesis, where it talks about how, how Noah's sons were divided, we find that those men of color, which were Shem and, and Ham, were people of color. Okay? Both of those sons, their people were called people of color, as described by the sages, they des describe them as people of color. So this is not something we're making up. This is not a fantasy, but this is scripture. And so we cannot go forward. We cannot even begin to realize or understand who we are until we go back to the scripture and find out who we are and begin to do the things that are required of us as a people of God. And so I know that this is not for everybody. Everybody that's listening to me, this is not for you because it, it, some of the people are not because your heart is not ready yet. The seed has not been planted in you and it hasn't been watered enough. So you may not be ready. So some of the things that we're going to, you're going to hear here, it might turn you off. And I'm going to say something about that. That's a good thing because that means that you're ready for the correction. Okay. That means you are ready for, to return to the Torah. So when you, if it, if it, as they say, if it shakes you, if it makes you angry, if it makes you think, dig into it, get into the scripture and see if it's true. Remember, I said that I was a pastor for some 17 years, but I've been in this walk for over 20 years. Now, I learned about it as a child in Gary, Indiana, through my mother told me who I was. And we went to the, to the temple and they were all black there and they were all, they said they were Jews. Right, or they actually it was a it was an Israelite congregation, okay. So that's where I learned. So I went back. So I'm I'm one of I'm just like you. I've been conditioned, but I'm breaking that conditioning. There are a lot of things that I do that I catch myself and say, "Wait a minute, that's not that's not who I am. That's not where I came from." And so you're gonna you're gonna find that from time to time as you're beginning to 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 change your walk or teshuvah or or repent. See, repentance is not always about sin, but repentance is about changing your walk. We call it teshuvah. When you teshuvah, you could change your walk, change your direction. So we're here appealing to you to change your direction. Okay, change your direction. And, and, and having said that, I want to do some comparison. Again, I'm still dealing with Purim, but there are some things you need to know about yourself before you can actually appreciate the book of Esther. 
you, you can't appreciate it until you really understand some, some things. And so right now, um, you should be studying on a weekly basis. Right now, we should be starting what we call the Torah proper, which is the book of Exodus. And, and if you start to study in the book of Exodus, you start to find it out what you're supposed to do or what to expect while we're waiting for Mashiach to come. Mm -hmm. And we are waiting for the Mashiach. Yes. So I want to read something for you first. I want to read a scripture for you because I don't ever want to leave you without at least giving you some scripture. This scripture that I'm going to read and then I'm going to do some things uh, to, to, to let you know what I'm preparing you for. And those that have already been with me for the past few weeks or a couple of months, understand that I'm trying to prepare you for the Teshuvah, for your, your immersion uh, into Israel proper, worldwide, because this is a worldwide movement that we're operating in right now. And so I'm gonna read to you the book of Exodus, chapter 12 and verse 49. It says, and this is important, this is important because Yeshua said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And we understand that in the beginning, Yeshua was with our father. Yeah, he was there. If you believe that Yeshua is Mashiach, if you don't, you still, I'm going to tell you something about the, the Jews. They know that the word was with the father in the creation. They know that. Okay. They just can't get over the hurdle of Jesus. And I can understand that too, why they can't say they don't want, you know, they don't, they won't even say Jesus. They'll say JC. Mm. And the reason they'll say JC is because they equate JC or Jesus with paganism. Paganism. And that's because of the Roman church. And that's because Again, there was war and the Jews were killed by the Christians, just like the Christians were killed by the Jews. But it was the Roman Catholics that really killed. It was the Roman Catholic uh, uh, Christians that killed the Jews. It was not the Messianic Jews. It was the Christian Jews. So they that's a big problem in Judaism. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I want you to understand that. And I'm not here to convert you to Judaism. I'm here to awaken you to the fact that you are Israel, you are a child of the Most High, and you need to walk like an heir to the king. And, so you have and, to be taught that. Speaking about conversion, when you read Esther, because Mordecai was Jewish and he was over the second in charge, a lot of them converted. A lot of the people in Persia, they converted over to Judaism because of that. That's correct. And a lot of the people you see there, their ancestry were converts. Okay, a lot of them. Even in Ethiopia, a lot of the, the people that are Ethiopian Jews now, they were converts. Mm -hmm. Okay, a lot of them. So, but what, what, what Yeshua did was, and what Shaul did was, in the book of Galatians, he, he let us know that even the, those that attached themselves, that took on Torah, they were no longer to be looked at as Gentiles, okay, or people that they were supposed to be looked at as equal with us because they're keeping Torah, okay. So that's why I want to read for you Exodus chapter 12 and, 40, uh, 12 and 49. It says, One law or one teaching shall be to him 
that is homeborn, meaning an Israelite at that time, okay, and unto the stranger that sojourneth among you. So, okay. So, and this is a commandment. He said, thus did all the children of Israel as the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron, so, so did they. So what did they do? That there was a mixed multitude that came out of Egypt. Think about that. We're in Egypt right now. We have returned to Egypt. And there is a mixed multitude of believers in Torah right now. Mm -hmm. A mixed multitude. And, 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 uh, and this is the problem we have. We all believe the same God, but we're not all obeying uh, the law or the teachings according to how Moses Rabino passed it on. Okay, like I said, this is not for everybody, but this is for those that are willing to say, I take on, and it's those that will say, as Moses said, we will do. Because everything that Yeshua said is exactly what Moshe Rabbeinu said before him. But we know that Yeshua was before Moshe Rabbeinu. So it's a repeat. And so if you're not obeying or, or practicing or living your lifestyle in accordance to what, how it was passed down to us, then you're not operating as one born as an heir, as a true heir. Okay, this is important. One teaching. So you have to decide. Some of you today are going to have to decide. Am I going to keep the Torah or am I going to keep this? Am I going to keep the Shabbat? Am I going to keep the feast of the Lord? Or am I going to follow Roman Catholicism? Which is in many ways very close to us, but they introduce the statues and worship of, of different things. Um, and and of, of course, I've done a lot of things contrary to the Torah, uh, exactly opposite of Torah. And and if you keep the first day of the week as your worship day, then you're still in Catholicism. There's no way around it. Just like I'm keeping Shabbat, I'm in Torah. I'm in Israel because I'm in Torah. That's this one of the defining laws and principles because they're so close. I'm going to read some something for you. Okay, and, I, and again, some of you, I'm, I might make some people angry. I make you. I want to make you think, and I do want to make you angry because it's not me. If you get angry, you're not going to get angry with me. You're going to get angry with the Father because it says one teaching, and he says, I do not change. And Brother Griff had a question. Okay. Uh, yeah, just real quick, Rabbi. Um, I just think about my own journey and my own walk, and I was talking to Sister Issa the other day, and we were saying how, like, you know, uh, we started this walk, and we're doing these different things, and we got to like find a way to stop eating crab legs and shrimp, right? Because we've been so conditioned, yeah, yeah. you know, love that food so much. Um, you know, that's a little example, but what I'm getting towards here is for somebody that's trying to take on this walk, somebody that say, okay, I got it. Uh, you know, I'm not going to follow these, uh, these Orthodox Catholic ways anymore. I want to follow the way of the creator. Uh, what would you say is like a good first step or something to do to be like, uh, like, should it be start with Sabbath? Should it be start with, you know, reading the Ten Commandments? Like, what's a good first step to start somebody down that path? Okay. Um, first thing to do is get you a good teacher, somebody that can guide you through. Uh, and secondly, if you're going to start, start at the beginning. Right now, again, read the, if you know the Ten Commandments, if you read the Ten Commandments, read the Ten Commandments and begin to do the Ten Commandments. If you can do, if you can follow the Ten Commandments, 
you you've com you've completed the whole Torah and the whole Bible. You have completed all of Yeshua's teaching. If you do that, but you have to do it. You see, you have to do it, and and, and then uh, start keeping the Sabbath. That's the first thing you're gonna do because in the Ten Commandments you cannot go further than three without saying keep the Sabbath holy. Okay, keep the Sabbath holy. It's, you're going to read that. And when you see that, you're going to have to decide what is the Sabbath. And when you get into the Sabbath, you're going to say the seventh day, God rested from all of his work. So that tells you, if you're going to go by the one law, one teaching, the law, the, the one teaching is the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord. And if you're keeping any other day outside of that, then you're not following the teachings of the Lord, which means you are outside the camp of Israel. All of those people in the book of Esther and Esther that came to believe in Torah began to keep the Shabbat. And how do I know? Because you have the Sephardic Jews and the Eskenazi Jews who keep the Sabbath and the feast. And so much so that we call them Jewish holidays. And they're not Jewish holidays. They're our holidays. They're feast of the Lord. But they've kept it so, this is, this is so, can you see what I'm, can you understand what I'm saying? In the book of Esther, it says that everybody that accepted the teachings of the Torah, that followed the, the, the religion of the Israelites or the Yehudim, which were from the tribe of Judah and Benjamin, if you thought they became known as Jews, which means they began to keep the Sabbath. So, brother, yes, start keeping the Sabbath. Very easy. Easy. Because, keep the Sabbath. And, and because we're in Egypt right now, I know like uh, my husband works. Uh, Friday. So what I did was I laid out his his wine and I had the candles going when he got home and, and I had his his cracker there. And when he got home, he went ahead and did his prayer and, and took his communion. So that's you can find ways around it because we're still in Egypt. So if you're working, we're not saying don't work. I did mine at sundown and then he did his when he got home and I prepared it and laid it out for him. Yeah. But God, he'll yeah. honor that. He yeah. honors that. That's, yeah, that's the thing. It's your heart. If your heart is conditioned, if your heart is crying out to do that, you can do it. Because again, I worked on the Sabbath day. My job required me to work on the Sabbath day. Okay. And I'll tell you something else. The children of Israel who went into Egypt the first time went in as guests, but they had they were not keeping the Torah as they because the Torah, you know, they weren't keeping the the, the I should say uh, eternal life. And they, you know, they had even stopped circumcising, but the, the Levites did not stop circumcising. But the rest of the tribes that were there, and they were all there, I'd say, well, I'd say 90, 95% of them were there in Egypt. They had stopped doing those things. And they had become like the Egyptians, just like we are. We are just like Europeans, you know? We, we've lost that. And so we just, we are a mirror image of the book of Exodus. When you go into the book of Exodus and you get into the last few chapters of, of, of Genesis, and you, the, this is describing us in this land. Also, um, as my um, Ish said, he worked on the Sabbath. And he is an awesome teacher. I enjoy his teachings. But my heart's desire was for him to be at home on the Sabbath. He recognized the Sabbath where he was, even though he had to work. Many wives out there whose husbands work on the Sabbath um, 
pray for them because my desire was for him to come home and I prayed and it fell so that he no longer had to work on the Sabbath. So there is um, provision, there's grace, there's mercy. Uh, Hashem will hear you. Yeah. I, 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 I also, I go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Go ahead, I can attest to that because that you know when um, when he, when the Most High was tugging at me about this, and I just knew I'm like, there's more to this than what I what I'm doing. You know, I, I'm missing something. You know, and when that whole thing, when I started going through my whole transition and everything, when, around that time I was going to a new job, and they were telling me that it was going to be a requirement to work uh, on the weekends, like you no know, on some Saturdays. And I just told them in the interview and after the interview, I'm like, well, can I work on Sunday? And they said, you would come in on Sunday? And I was like, yeah. So instead of me working on Saturday, I came in on Sunday mornings. And then it was like some of the people, they started knowing that I was doing this. They started coming in on Sunday morning instead of on Saturdays, you know. But it's like, no, he knows your heart. And he knew I really had a heart that because that just kind of convicted me about the whole Sabbath. Because I'm like, okay, well, if he pointed the seventh day of the week, as being the Sabbath, and that starts at sundown Friday. Where did we get this Sunday from? You know, that just all came into play with, play with me. And then finally, and then when I saw the scripture where it says the Sabbath was made for us, we weren't made for the Sabbath. I'm like, so that was a gift. So when I don't do his 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 Sabbath that he said, and then I'm rejecting his gift, and I'm taking some other man's gift, you know. So that just messed me up, and I'm like, okay, you know what? I want to accept his gift. And whatever your Sabbath is, aren't it? But there's a special blessing when you do it in his timing. That's right. And, and along with that, Brother Mike, I'm glad you said that because when I was working on the Sabbath, I did not exercise my authority as an heir. I'm not saying that I could go into the office and tell him, I'm just not going to work on Sabbath. No, that's not how it's done. He said, we pray and we go in, in humble because we are in the land of our captors. So we have to use humility and wisdom. So had I gone in and said, you know, I desire not to work on the Sabbath day, you know, chances I would not have had to, but because of the nature of my work, I was a, a field engineer and, you know, and, and it's like being working in the hospital on call. I would be on call oftentimes and I'd be out of the country, out of the state, somewhere in the world. But you know what happened is because my desire was not to work on the Sabbath, the Lord said it so I didn't get any calls on the Sabbath, even though I had to travel to other countries and places. But on the Sabbath, it would be a peaceful day for me, even there. And then it was so, it got so good that when I would be in a different states, I would, or countries, I would be invited in by the people, the local people who didn't even know me to come and worship with them. And I would always find a congregation that was within two, within walking distance of the hotels that I was living in. So this is how the grace of the Father is with us when we begin to operate. If you take this, if you you commit to this walk, uh -huh. and you begin to do those things, you think you were blessed in walking and keeping uh, as a Christian. You begin to walk this walk, and then you begin to see the grace of God. And oh, I'll say yeah. this also. Let me yeah. say this also. Yeah. During this pandemic, this is a blessing to us because it gives us an opportunity to reset, to make a reset. Okay, because you don't have to run around to and fro, but you can sit yourself down and you can get yourself into the word and you can get online and you can talk to people and you can share just as we're doing now. 
it's an opportunity to reach. This is uh, the Lord Most High has given us an, uh, an opportunity to, to, to accept the gift, as Brother, uh, as brother Mike said, accept the gift of the Shabbat. If you if take you, advantage if of it. If you were in position, this has been a blessing. This, 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 this plague, uh, minus the, the, the death that's going on, it has been a blessing to have time to pray, the time to research. And financially, I haven't missed a dime. I don't know about you, but I was in position. And if you was in position, you didn't miss any money either. You're probably getting more. <laughs> yeah, you get a little bit of money. You revise every day. And then you were saying, Easter, well, I'm, I'm struggling out here. Then you need to get in position. We're showing you, we're teaching you how. God, Yahweh, he is moving things for, I'm telling you, I can literally speak things into existence and it happened because of the favor of the Lord. I'm telling you, try him. Listen to what we're saying. We are blessed people. Go ahead, sorry. Let, no, no, that's good. This is what I want. This is, this is what I want. Okay, I want interaction. I want, this is, this is how we grow. Uh, by, through the sharing. But I want to share something with you now. It's called the 13 Principles of Faith. Uh, it, it says here, this is from uh, the Rambam, Maimonides, Maimonides, the 13 Principles of Jewish Faith. Now listen to this. Okay, listen to this. Uh, first principle, I believe by complete faith that the creator, blessed be his, his name, is the creator and guide for all created beings. He alone made, made makes and will make all that is created, okay? That these are principles, right? And, and if you look at the Apostles' Creed, you're gonna see pretty much, you'll see some difference in there, but, but and I'm gonna read that after I do this one, okay? It says, I believe, this is principle number two, I believe by complete faith that the creator, blessed be his name, is a, a unity, and there is no union in any way like him. He alone is our God who was, who is, and is who is to be. Does that sound like something you read in the, in the brief, Hadishah? Yeshua yeah. is, all right? Principle number three. I want you to listen to this because, and then think about Christianity and what you've been taught. You're going to find that, hey, this is the same thing that I believe. Now, principle number three. I believe by complete faith that the creator, blessed be his name, is not a body, is not affected by physical matter, and nothing whatsoever can compare to him for, or be compared with him. I believe, number four, I believe by complete faith that the creator, blessed be his name, is the first and the last. That is the Aleph and the top, all of, um, Alpha and Omega, okay? Number five, I believe by complete faith that the creator, blessed be his name, to him alone is is it is is it fitting to make prayer and to another prayer shall not be made. To another prayer shall not be made. This is something very important. This is you have to really pay attention to that because a lot of us pray to Yeshua when in fact Yeshua said you shall pray to the Father in my name. So you have to correct that's a correction that many of us have to make. Don't pray to Yeshua, you pray to the Father in the authority of Yeshua's name. Okay, you have to remember that. Because if you don't, you start making Yeshua something that he said he's not. Yeshua said, my father. You have to understand that, okay? Yeah. So like I said, some of this is going to be, some of this is going to make you really think, 
right? I see. Now, principle number six, I believe by complete faith that all the words of the prophets are true. Now, there was a teaching below, uh, before that said that, that uh, it's truly stated. You see, that, then you, so you said be, be careful on, you know, certain things. Um, you see, principle number seven, I believe by complete faith that the prophecy of Moses, our teacher, may, may peace be upon him, was true, that he was a, a father of all the prophets that preceded him as well as all them that came after him, okay? Number eight, I believe by complete faith that the whole Torah now found in our hands was the exact same one given to Moses. May peace rest upon him. And that's important for you to know that because in that Torah, it tells you who you are. You that are scattered amongst the nations that are, uh, are put under feet, the ones that Sister Issa was talking about that were, was were watered down and 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 they had tanks out there and tear gas just a few months ago. It says, number nine, I believe by complete faith that this is the Torah, and it shall not be changed, and it shall not be replaced with another from the Creator. Blessed be His name. Remember, we've been taught. Many of us have been taught that you don't need the Old Testament, which is where the Torah is found. That you have to correct if you have not. Study if you're not studying the Torah, you need to go back because in the Torah tells you who you are, tells you, gives you a description, a proper description of who the children of Israel are. And I'm saying the children of Israel, not the Jews. I'm saying the children of Israel because the Jew, again, when you say Jews, you incorporate all the nations, but when you say Israel, you talk about that compute that peculiar people that Sister Issa spoke about previously mm -hmm. that were chosen by God. Okay, I believe. By complete faith, this is number 10. I believe by complete faith that the creator, blessed be his name, knows every action done by each human being as well as their thoughts. As it was said, it is he that fashioned their hearts together and he partners all their deeds. So that tells you he doesn't have to come to you. He's already there. You just have to open up and receive him. You have to Kabbalah, Yeshua, Kabbalah. Ruach HaKodesh, Kabbalah, Avinu Shabbat Shamayim, okay? I believe by complete faith that the creator, this is number 11, blessed be his name, rewards all who keep his commandments and punishes all those who transgress his commandments. Um, I'll have to teach on that a little bit because he actually doesn't punish. We actually go to the other side and on the other side is where you get torments. Okay, and that's a the spirit. When I start teaching you on the spiritual things, how the spiritual realm actually operates, you'll know that on one side that he created man on one side, but then it has this other side, which is just totally wicked. And and that's where you, when you start operating in that side outside the camp, that's when you start getting into those torments. And those torments are just what they are, torments. He can't. That side is torments. Okay, that's where the adversary is. That that's where, and and all he does, his whole job, is to torment you operating outside the kingdom principles okay now here's principle number 12 i believe by complete faith in the coming of the messiah and even though he tarry in waiting in spite of that i will still wait expectantly for him each day that he will come okay now whether you believe that you sure the shia or not you're still waiting for the messiah Okay, and we have to stop arguing over who the Mashiach is. 
Because if you're keeping the Torah, if you're keeping the feast, if you're keeping the one teaching that was passed down through Moshe Rabbeinu, who was actually given to Moshe through Yeshua, Yeshua gave it to Moshe. And then Yeshua came, the embodiment of the word, and then taught it to us again. And he made it simple. He simplified it for us. But he did not discount it. He, le he left it there and he said, if you keep my commandments, and the only way you're going to get his commandments is go back and know those Ten Commandments. As Brother Griff said, you need to know the Ten Commandments. Study the Ten Commandments and live those Ten Commandments. Principle number 13, I believe by complete faith that there will be a resurrection of the dead at the time that, that will be pleasing before the Creator. Let's be his name. And the remembrance of him will be exalted forever and for all eternity. That's not, you're going to read, if you, when you read it, when I read those, if you study those, you'll find that the only thing that you have to do if you're in Christendom is begin to keep Torah. There's no conversion for you. You're not converting. All you're doing is, re, is, is repenting or Teshuvah, coming back to the Torah. As Yeshua said, he came looking for the scattered children of Israel. And I'm here in obedience to what he said. He said, go into the nation and make disciples. Teach them, okay, to be aware of all things whatsoever I command you. And lo, I'm with you always, even till the end of the creation or in either an end of the age. So we are here, whether you call yourself a, a rohi, a pastor, or an apostle, or an evangelist, or a, a teacher, or whatever you call yourself, you're commanded to go out and reach the people and, and return them, cause them their heart to return to the Torah. That's right, Rabbi Avshalom. I had, uh, when I posted white privilege at its best in some pictures, I had, uh, of course, a lot of responders that had looked me up and tried to challenge what we've been saying. And I said, well, if you're such a scholar, I invite you to come in on Saturday and talk to the people and that shut it down. If you, if you are a Hebrew Israelite, then you are charged to give that information. If you are a scholar in his word to his people, it's your fruit yeah. and your fruit will tell off on it. Your fruit is you're going to teach us people. Your fruit is we are the most forgiving people around. We don't try to take revenge because we did you United States would be towed down. Let me tell you. But by our fruit, we are forgiving people. We don't come for revenge. We come in peace. Go, go ahead, Rabbi Avshalom. I'm sorry. You know, yeah, no, and, and piggyback on that, the, the things that happened this past few days, uh, you know, I saw it coming. I said the storm was coming. The storm came. Mm -hmm. um, the storm did come, and it's still, there's more to come. That's the beginning of the storm. That's right. And, and I can say that with confidence because I know what it says in the book of Exodus, mm -hmm. that before Mashiach come, before it came, children of Israel were in dire straits and they were crying out to the father for help. So this is the beginning, but it allows us to understand. Don't be, again, don't be surprised. Don't be dismayed. Just understand what season we're in. Okay. Okay. Now, before I shut it down, how much time? That's why I, I, don't, that's why I said it's going to get worse. 20 the, the, that 2021 didn't change anything that little one that came with the year it's, it's going down we're in it right now and you better right. get in position yeah get ready get ready don't be outside don't be caught outside the camp okay because i'm going to tell you something now about that group that was there there were some black folks in there too 
that was, uh, and the majority of those people in there said that they were Christians. The majority of those that were breaking in there, the majority of those people that were were doing that were, were Christians. There were some Jews in there too. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, there were some Jews in there. As a matter of fact, they had one on, on camera. They got his picture in there. He's going to jail. His his uh, father or uncle or somebody, one of his relatives, is a judge in New York. Mm -hmm. Busted. Busted. What what business do, if you read the book of Proverbs, it tells you when people are plotting wickedness, don't, don't put your, don't throw in with them. So these people, and this guy who called, who is a Jew, and it said he is a Jew, and his picture is there, proving that he is, and he, his name, they had his name there. He knows this, that you're not to throw in your lot with evil. You're not supposed to, we're not, we're in this land, we're not supposed to try to overthrow the government. When our time to leave comes, Mashiach is going to come and he's going to overthrow and move us out of here. He's going to move us out of here. But, but they, before they, he comes... They, they know the word too and they're doing, they're, they're rebelling against it because they know the word too. And you even had the woman who acted like she was tear gas and she had an onion in the blue... Uh, she had a blue towel and she said, I was just tear gas. If you look in that towel, it was an onion. She was wiping her face with an onion. They, they, they were ready and we better yeah. get ready. We had better get ready. They were prepared, yeah. So, so just you know, I, I say get under the, you know, and he can't move us out until we get in the ark. He sends his messengers, and all of those that are coming forward that are looking for the children of Israel, trying to reunite us. We're just like those angels that came to Lot, to Lot, and told him we can't leave until you come out. We can't do the. We can't destroy. It says we can't destroy the place until you come out. So the this place cannot be destroyed until we leave. In the book of Revelation, they say it's a rapture calling, a catching away. We said, look, he, he said, come up here and look back. But what he's saying is he's not going to destroy this place until we leave. It doesn't mean that the plagues are not going to come because if the plagues came in Egypt while we were there, plagues were not, and some of us got caught up in the plagues because we were outside the camp. So some of us did die in Egypt, according to the plague, because we were out, we caught out, we were caught outside the camp. Okay, so don't get caught outside the camp. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Elijah the prophet comes on scene, which again you have to, you know, we have to really do some teachings on Elijah the prophet. Uh, just like Yeshua said, he said, if you receive it, Elijah has already come. He's letting us know what to expect when Elijah comes. And that is, Elijah is going to come. Reconciling, reconciling us to the Torah. That's what Elijah the prophet is doing. That's what the spirit of Elijah does. He reconciles us to the Torah in preparation for the Mashiach when he comes. See, so it's, um, it's um, and, 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 and I'm going to tell you something else about the book of Malachi. It was written during the time of Esther. Think about that. The things that were going on the Messiah, the, the, the Messiah was preached about and Elijah the prophet was talked about or preached on. And you, again, in one of our creeds is you believe what the prophet said. You believe that the Elijah the prophet is going to come before the great and terrible day of the Mashiach. So we're waiting. Okay, we're waiting. All right. So let me read something else for you. Now, this is the Apostles' Creed. And I, and I had to, I knew this. Um, when I was in Christianity, when I was really deep into it, and, and, and you know, uh, 
and convicted while I was still doing, I was doing this and I was convicted in my heart, I wasn't fully. But it says this, and, this is a, and it's not bad. I just wanna read this because I did read our creed. Now I'm gonna read the other side. Again, it's not bad. It says, the Apostles' Creed says, and this is actually from the Catholic Church. Okay, this is the Catholic Church. Um, it says, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe, and if you believe that, then you know that God gave you 10 commandments to follow, right? If you believe that. So you can't believe him if you're not keeping his commandments. I believe in, you, in it says in Jesus Christ, his holy son, our Lord, okay? Now, if you're keeping, if you believe in Jesus and you're not keeping the Sabbath, then you're not believing in Yeshua, Mashiach, son of the most high God. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. If you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you're not keeping the Sabbath and the feast and your heart is not crying out to do that, every time you don't do it, then you have to question yourself. In other words, you have to go and feed your Holy Spirit through the word. You're going to feed it through the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, hearing by the word. So your ears are not going to open until you study the word. Once you begin to study the word in depth with understanding or have a teacher to teach you the word, without those studies, then your ears, your spiritual ears will open and you will begin to cry out to the father and he will return you to the proper path. Okay. You can be a good person and still miss the boat. Yeshua is going to come and say, I never knew you, even though you did go to prison, even though you did do miracles. Because remember, in Egypt, in Mitzrayim, they did miracles, just like Moshe Rabbeinu. So just because you see miracles doesn't mean that you're in obedience, because the, 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 the word is written on page and paper and ink on stone and on your heart, he said. So when you are Born with the Holy Spirit, it is written on your heart at that time, and you're convicted when you operate outside the kingdom principles. He says, he suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He has descended to the dead. To the dead. On the third day, he rose again. You know, it's talking about us. Okay, we'll get into that later. That's talking about you. If you're Israel, you were crucified, and you've been for three days at 3,000 years. Okay, in that third year, you're gonna that third day, you're gonna rise up. We are rising up in the we are rising up in the third day. We are ready. Okay. Okay. He said he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Bam, there you go. He ascended into heaven, but he sat at the right hand of the Father. He didn't become the Father. He sits at the right hand of the Father, just as he said, in my father's house. So if you're praying to his right hand, you're not praying to the Father. You've got to pray to the Father in the name of the, of the Son. Okay. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. He is coming and he is going to judge. He's going to lead us in, but he's going to lead us into Israel. And he is going to establish the kingdom and he will begin to judge. We will be sent out as emissaries through the world to judge the world. We will do that. Okay. We will do that. Okay. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Then it says the Holy Catholic Church. So if you're keeping Sunday, worshiping on Sunday, you are still a part of the Catholic Church. This is your creed. I believe in the Holy Spirit, yes. The Holy Catholic Church, you are Catholic, no matter what you say. You are protesting the Catholic Church, but you're still a part of it. And the Pope said, come home. So you have to choose. I'm hard on this. I'm hard on this. You have to choose today. Choose ye this day whom you will serve whether it be God or man. 
Mm -hmm. okay. The communion of saints. I believe in the communion of saints. The forgiveness of sin, the resurrection of the body, and the life and, and the life everlasting. Okay. So that's the Apostles' Creed. But I wanted to read both of those so that you could see that our creed is the one you should be following. Okay. Amen. Because it tells you who the who to worship. It tells you how you're to act. It tells you those things. It gives you substance. And it's straight out of the scripture. Because in the scripture doesn't say nothing about a, a Catholic church. See, there's a lot of things in that that you have to really, it talks about the Catholic church, but it doesn't, you know, give you, tell you to follow it, tell you to come out of it, come out of it, be you separate. When it's telling us to come out of it, it's telling us to come out of the world system. The father knew that we would be scattered amongst the nations. Yeshua knew we'd be scattered. So he's saying, come out, you have been conditioned. You, you'll be, you have to, you've been, you, your behavior has been conditioned to operate as a Roman Catholic or as the world system, the world church. We're not a part of that. We've come, we have come out. Those that are keeping the Shabbat, keeping the feast, you have come out. Just as the as, as Yeshua said, come out. Take my yoke upon you. Take up the yoke of Yeshua, which is the Torah. He is the living embodiment of the Torah. He is the Torah. He was there in the beginning. I could read something. I could go on for hours and hours, and I don't want to keep you on there. I know that uh <laughs> test it. But I could go on hours and hours because in here, I got something in here from, I, I mean, I got, see, I've got rabbinic material, materials that you don't see in Christian churches. I've got stuff from the, from the sages written back from the, the first century talking about Yeshua. They know his name. They know his name. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and they've always known, you know. It tells you how the creation, what was created. I, I've, and we're going to, those that are on his teaching on this, this, this channel, you're going to get, you're going to be blessed. And I'm going to tell you something else. I'm going to throw this little out there and I'm going to shut it down. Uh, give it back over to uh, uh, Esther. Starting next month, Lord's willing, we're going to have some rabbis, a group of rabbis. It's called the Bait. It's our Bait Den from the West African Jews of the Diaspora. We're going to be on to answer questions, to discuss uh, halakhic issues, things you need to know in order to operate in the kingdom of God as a true child of Israel. We're going to do that. Not just, I mean, and people that have grown up in the way of Torah. Okay, so we're going to do that. And it's going to be every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Uh, and and uh, we're going to do that. So, and it's open for everyone that can get on. So uh, I'm going to send it to the group that, that we have the emails. We're going to send it so you can actually log into it. Other people will be able to listen to it, but I'm going to send it out. Uh, uh, I think I can do more than 100 people on the, on the thing. It says up to 100, but I think we can do more because we've done like 200. So um, we're going to do that. And if you're really interested, if you really want to know who you are and really want to know how to operate as an Israelite proper, then you're going to want to get in on that next month. So that's in addition to what we're doing on the Shabbat. Because remember, this, this purging, this reset is going on right now, but eventually the reset is going to be over. So on the Shabbat, we're going to be meeting at our various locations. And here in Houston, I pray that we have our, our physical location here so that we can be there 
Okay, and we're gonna really get into some teaching then. Anointing is gonna be flowing in that place. And you think you see it on, you wait till you see how the anointing flows when the word goes forward. We've got some anointed messianic Jews or messianic Israelites in Houston, Texas. If you're not here, you need to come here, move here. We're gonna, we'll keep it online for you, you know, so you can actually participate. But we wanna be a blessing to you. And we wanna set you free. We wanna clear, we wanna get your mind out of this, this, this European mindset and begin to, to walk as the children of Israel with power and authority. Amen. You already have it. If you're a Christian, you already have it. We're just going to give you, uh, as Paul said, we're going to show you a more perfect way. We want to teach you the more perfect way because it is your way. It was intended for you. This is for you. Okay? Accept it or reject it. It is yours. This is your heritage your inheritance. You can accept your inheritance or you can reject it. Many of the Israelites did when they were in Egypt. Many of them did reject it. And they, they died. They suffered. They stayed there. And they, and they stayed. You stay in this country when it's time to go, then you you will reap the benefits of, of your error. Okay. So with that having said that, I'm going to turn it back over. I didn't get all the scriptures I wanted to, but we still got it. You know, we've got until again, until the 25th, so while we're teaching on this, preparing and laying the, laying the foundation for Purim. This is what we're doing. We're laying the foundation for Purim and Pesach. I want you to be ready for Pesach this year. Don't miss Pesach this year. If you're, li if you're listening to this teaching, do you do not want to miss Pesach. You can miss Purim, but you do not want to miss Pesach. You do not want to miss it. Okay? You want to be Amen. ready for it. Thank you, Rabbi Absalom, for the wonderful teaching. We've heard about Purim. We've talked about some issues, uh, community issues that's going on. We've given it to you. Are you listening? Are you ready? Are you in position? Are you changing some ways? It's not about the year. It's you are the temple. It's in you. You have to make the change. You have to get ready. We thank you, Yahshua. We thank you, Yahweh, that the word has gone out. We thank you for you tuning in and the Facebook listeners and YouTube listeners. We thank you for another day. We thank you for your love. We thank you that you're building families up. We thank you that you're building marriages up. We thank you. We give it all to you. We're going to be in position. We're going to be ready. We love you. We lift your name on high. We give you the honor, the glory, and the praise. You're the King of Kings. You're the Lord of Lords. You're our Prince of Peace. You are our hope, and you are our everything. The Lord, Yahweh, our God Almighty, is first. We serve your people. That's all we can do. We're here to serve. We're here to love. We ask for health and healing among your people. We ask for prosperity among your people. We ask for a sound mind among your people. We ask that you study, to show yourself approved, because the word doesn't go void. We build our house upon your rock. That is our foundation. Anything else is sinking sand. We thank you in Yahweh name, in Yahshua name. See you next Saturday. Shalom. Shalom, everybody. Shalom, shalom. 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 I love you.